Welcome along to this week's regroup ahead of what should be a fantastic second half to our WRC season. We kick off with Rally Finland and in this episode we'll be talking all things Finland with Clark of the Course Kai Tarkiainen. And for those of you who love a bit of social media action and are following the Relive Rally Finland 2003 hashtag right now, we'll be talking to the man behind all of that, Teemu Lampinen. We've also got interviews with Oitanak, Craig Breen and Hayden Padden. But before we get to any of that, we have two rounds left to go in the Junior WRC, Finland and Turkey. And to give us a bit of an update on how things have gone so far and what we might see across the next two rounds, is the man who is the guru of all things Junior WRC. <laughs> it's Maciek Voda. Maciek, thank you very much for joining us today. You are a guru of Junior WRC. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call myself a guru, but uh, yes, we have a little bit of um, experience with uh, Junior WRC. Just this is the eighth year of um, of the single supply program in uh, in WRC uh, with the Fiesta R2. So yeah, I think we have a little bit of experience already. <laughs> Just a little bit. It's been a really interesting season, as it always is. You know, the these are the up and coming stars of the future, and it's always great to track progress with these drivers. First of all, what have you thought so far in general of the class of two thousand and eighteen? Um, this year has been, I think, the best in the respect of the numbers of the drivers and continuity, consistency of the of the drivers we had over the years. Uh, we had 14 cars uh, starting in rally. Sorry, 30, yes, 14 cars starting in Sweden. We had uh, 14 cars in Portugal. Uh, we have 15 cars in Finland. Um, it's it's been really 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 good so far. Uh, we had few drivers that are fighting for the win. Uh, it's not one driver dominating everything. Uh, we had a proper emotional uh, roller coaster in Portugal because we had people uh, winning and dropping and uh, a lot going on. I think so far it's been absolutely fantastic season. I have to say. Um, and starting this with, with Sweden, which we had a lot of doubts about initially because we thought it's very early in the season. It's, uh, it's a very specific event. It's been really, really big success. Everybody enjoyed it. Um, it was fantastic competition. There was no accidents and everybody was just smiling. Everybody, you know, was coming to the end of the stage, coming to the service and a big banana on the face. It was it was brilliant. Then we went to Corsica. Uh, and again, you know, Corsica being as demanding as it is, um, not really many retirements, not really any drama. Um, this has changed in Portugal. In Portugal, like I mentioned before, we had a lot of drama. We had accidents, we had uh, suspensions being broken, we had drive shafts being broken. I think Portugal has showed, uh, you know, its nature in, in WRC. Um, and especially on those uh, small cars with those very ambitious drivers, it was very, very tough. So I hope that Finland is going to be, again, um, a very good uh, and, and fast event. And, and, you know, we're going to, I hope we're going to see uh, quite a few drivers winning the stages. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you talk about Rally Portugal. It was a dramatic event, lots of different leaders. And it was Dennis Radstrom that came through and took the win there. His second win, we saw him win in Sweden as well. And the other driver to take a win so far this year has been Jean-Baptiste Franceschi. But... 
What's interesting, when you look at the standings, Radstrom's there at the top, but then it's Emil Bergfist who's second. And that's due, Maciek, to the consistency that we've seen from Bergfist this year. Not a win yet, but great points in the bag. Yes, uh, he was very, very close to win in um, in Sweden. And in all fairness, uh, I actually did mention it to Dennis. I probably shouldn't say it, but I will say it. Um, <laughs> oh, say it, say it. <laughs> I didn't think that Dennis is going to bring this uh, result to the finish. On Thursday, after the shakedown, I thought this boy is going to have a big crash in Sweden because he was so... He was just so hungry to win and he was just all like almost shaking. And I was thinking, oh, no, 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 he's going to do it at the front of his house. But he delivered absolutely tremendous performance and he was fighting with um, with Emil and uh, and Emil was so close. And I think Emil couldn't believe how it is possible, but it just showed the pace of, of Dennis at that time. Portugal was um, a bit of misfortune for um, uh, for Emil, and you said yes, he's second. He, there was there was no win, but please remember, in our championship, uh, first of all, every stage win is one point, so you need to be pushing on every stage, mm. and you can actually win the championship without winning the rally, uh, but also uh, one of the results, the worst results, will will be dropped. So Emil has got, not only Emil, theoretically, mathematically, everyone has got still a chance to win the championship. Wow. So it's still still very, very open. Turkey is a double point round. So everything is still possible. And we move to Finland next, which is, you know, the home of rally, as it's described by so many. It's it's such a challenging event. It's high speed. You have to have that huge amount of bravery, confidence going into an event like this. And some of these drivers, Maciek, would have experienced Finland before, but there are quite a few of the juniors who would never have been there. How do you prepare these guys to be faced with the speed of Rally Finland? I don't think you can uh, prepare anybody really for Rally Finland unless you do Rally Finland. You can watch as many onboards as you want, uh, but unless you go there and drive through the stages, unless you do a recce, I think it's very difficult to understand what you actually need to have in your pace notes and how this should work. So for sure, those that have been there before uh, will be benefiting. There is no question mark about it. So this puts uh, Dennis and, and, and Emil for sure in, in a stronger position. But, you know, somebody like JB Franceschi, he's done out of Glim Rally. He was very, very quick there. Uh, somebody like Terry Folp. Terry Folp is close and he might be really, really quick in Finland. Um, you know, we cannot forget about him. Uh, so I don't think you can, like I said, you can get anybody really properly prepared for Finland unless he has been there. Uh, but hey, let's see. Maybe there will be some surprises. <laughs> We've certainly seen a lot of characters this year within the Junior Championship and it's been good to get to know uh, quite a few of the drivers and, and one that really kind of sticks out in my mind is is David Holder, our Kiwi crew. <laughs> um, they have made me laugh on every single event. You know, they, 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 they don't have any experience of the World Championship events, but they come with such a huge heart and such enthusiasm. Um, and they've had some moments, haven't they, over the past few events? Yeah, I think if we're talking about emotional roller coasters like, uh, like we had in Portugal... This crew had a lot of them from the beginning of the season because uh, I think Sweden was a big shock to them um, how competitive uh, the other drivers are. 
uh, and how difficult the whole WRC events are, you know, talking about the whole week, uh, you know, mm. not just three days of the rally, but the whole week of the preparations of the recce, how intense they are. Um, and please bear in mind that, you know, they are coming from New Zealand to each event. So the massive jet lag, uh, it, it's, a, it's a massive, massive commitment and fair play to them. They really, really enjoy it. They take the best out of it. And, you know, for sure, they're gaining a, a very valuable experience. Mm. Um, and they are, like you say, they are always smiling, always, you know, keeping everybody, maybe not laughing, but, but yeah, smiling is, is probably a right word. And um, yes, we have we have some other uh, you know good uh, characters and, and good people. Emilio Fernandez, when yeah. he came to when he came to Sweden, we thought, oh, that's going to he's going to get a proper malleting, and he actually won the stage. He <laughs> yeah. was like, you know, and again, this crew is always smiling, always happy, you know, so positive. I have to say, the whole field this year is absolutely amazing. It's you can see friendship there. There's a competition, but you can see friendship there as well. Mm. People are talking to each other. They are, you know, interacting. I seriously think it's not PR talk. I seriously think this is really, really probably, if not the best, one of the best seasons we had uh, over last uh, eight years. What I've really enjoyed as well, Matchek, is is the interactivity between. Uh, M Sports Sebastian Ogier, who was a junior world champion himself. You know, the, the fact that he has taken the time, especially in Sweden at the launch, to meet these guys. He stood up in, in front of everyone at our presentation and talked about his experiences, talked about, you know, how wet behind the ears he was when he started in the junior championship, how he couldn't speak English back then. All these different things, which I think gives the other drivers confidence and he's happy to share and happy to give advice have his picture taken with people he's really been on board with the juniors this year yes he has been he also came to a service area in portugal and had a chat with people with uh, some of the drivers uh, don't forget also about elfin evans i know elfin isn't a world champion yet but uh, elfin is, is also he also came through the junior program he was in wrc academy, academy in, in yes. 2012 and um, and he doesn't he also doesn't forget where he came from, um, and uh, Elfin was helping the uh, our drivers with some uh, tuitions on the uh, on the event we organized in December last year. Uh, so both of those drivers are very very uh, active and they help as much as they can. Obviously they are concentrated on their job on the rally, and for sure they don't have you know a, a massive amount of time to to walk around the service park and talk to everybody, but they still make this effort and come to to juniors and shake the hand and and ask how everything is going so it's 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 really really very encouraging and i think it's a very important aspect to to the young drivers because it shows that uh, there is actually a path from um, the national championship from you know starting your career into a, a, a top into being a world champion like like sebastian ogier was like sebastian leb was uh, like hopefully Elton Evans will be. Mm. Yeah, it's exciting to to think that, you know, amongst these guys competing this year, we could have a future world champion among them. You, you just don't know. It's, it's the anticipation of what's to come for their futures. OK, with two rounds to go, then just remind everyone, Matchek, of what, what, whoever will take the prize. And as you said, it's very open with double points in Turkey as well. What will these guys achieve? What will they win? If who, whoever becomes our junior champion this year, what do they get for that? They get a brand new uh, Ford Fiesta R5 ownership forever. 
uh, they get uh, 200 tires uh, package from Pirelli for WRC2 uh, season 2019. Uh, they get uh, free fuel from Panta for uh, 2019. Uh, and, uh, and they get a number of free entries and the free registration for WRC2. So in real terms, it's a really, really strong package for somebody to go into WRC2 next year and try to win it. Is it too late for me to enter? Mm, like I said, uh, <laughs> no, sorry, it is, it is, I'm sorry, it is because you wouldn't get double point in Turkey. So sorry. <sighs> oh, that, what a yeah. shame. <laughs> no, it's not too late, it's not too late for you to enter, but it's, I think it might be very difficult to win the championship because <laughs> you will not be uh, entitled to, to get double points in Turkey yeah. doing just Rally Finland. So sorry, Bex, but try again next year. <sighs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll be doing this um, again next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. When will you know exactly what the programme will be for next year and if you carry on doing it? I will let you know as soon as I know. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Matt Czech, I look forward to seeing all these boys in action in Finland next week. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bex, and see you there. Hi, I'm Yari Matti Latvala. Hi, I'm Seb Marshall. Hi, I'm Alvin Evans. Hey, I'm Hayden Padden, and you're listening to WRC Regroup. It's been a long time since Rally Sardinia, hasn't it? An incredible event there, which saw Thierry Neuville take the win on the final stage of the event. A massive battle between himself and Sebastian Ogier. And we will see that battle continue on as they go head to head for the championship title of the remaining rounds of this year's championship. It's been a long time with not a lot going on. For the drivers, there's been lots of testing, some PR holidays of course factoring all of that in and some have been in competition i caught up with three wrc drivers who were competing in rally estonia to get a feel for the speed that was coming up in rally finland oitanak craig breen and hayden padden were all there so was yari hutinen who competes in wrc2 in a hyundai r5 uh, but for Oitanak, competing at home in a world rally car must have been something special indeed. He went on to win the event, but I caught up with him to find out what it meant to him, what it was like to be competing in front of his home fans. Yes, for sure. It's uh, always uh, nice to, to drive in front of your uh, home fans. So definitely great event uh, as we have so many other uh, WRC cars and, and, and also R5 cars, you know, proper drivers. So actually, I think overall the event looks really good and, and uh, hopefully it will be a fun uh, weekend. You mentioned other WRC cars. You've got Craig Breen here and Hayden Padden who are competing this weekend. Do you think there'll be a bit of banter between you three this weekend? Yeah, I'm sure it will be a big fight as it's always also in WRC events. So there is nothing different for that. But uh, but still, uh, yeah, I, I believe we are uh, driving on our home road, so uh, it should be still uh, enjoyable. Talk to me about Finland moving forward, because as you said, this is a good preparation in terms of the pace, certainly there. Toyota, I think, have big expectations, being at their essentially home event. They want a one, two, three there. I'm sure you want to win in Finland. Every driver does. How are you feeling going there? Oh, we know it's a kind of home event for, uh, for our team. Uh, Definitely uh, for the Finns, it's it's a big pressure. Uh, obviously, EP won uh, last year, and then Yari was in the fight as well. So uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess they have maybe even more pressure than I do, but uh, but definitely I also have maybe maybe uh, in other way more pressure to win as as we need all points what's possible to grab. So uh, 
now it will be an interesting weekend and uh, obviously yeah, the team is working really hard to prepare maximum so um, so far we've done a good job and now we have this weekend and also next week's the small more like detailed testing as well so uh, hopefully we are well prepared and, and uh, yeah we know it's every year it's a very tight fight so you never know who comes out on the top but uh, at least we are definitely looking forward to be in the fight. 15 years ago 2003 Marco Martin took the win there and that was a very special event I think pretty much all of Estonia came over on the ferry halfway through the event when they realized he was going to get a win there it'd be really good if another Estonian could take the top step. It's always nice to win a rally, is it Finland or somewhere else, but, uh, but it's our aim in, in every rally and, and uh, yeah, for sure this, this time we have maybe more, uh, more fans than we normally have, so uh, yes, definitely. We still try our maximum as we do in any other event, so uh, yes, we, we try to do everything we can. What memory do you have of that event, 2003? Were you, did you come over? No, I was still quite a young boy and, and living far away, so... We did obviously not have these these options at that time to to go to Finland, but uh, I guess that's actually nice that we have these cars now in Estonia because I know there are many people who actually can't afford you know going to to Finland, uh, but actually now they come they can come here and then look the same cars in the same action. So uh, overall, I think it's uh, good that we can see now these these cars in this weekend. For Hayden Padden, it would be the first time at Rally Estonia. He's never experienced the roads here, not sure what it's got to offer. So what has he learned after being in Estonia for just a few days? Uh, very little. <laughs> I've learned that the Estonian language sounds like Finnish, so it makes you feel like that you're uh, um, you know, in Rally Finland almost. But uh, it's a very nice country and you know, people here obviously love Rally and the roads are you know, some very, really, really nice stages, a mix between Finland, Poland and, and a little bit of New Zealand and places as well, so it's, it's nice should feel quite at home there which is good it's great to see Craig here as well and Oit is going to be a bit of banter between the three of you this weekend yeah I think so but it, okay we're all pretty competitive people uh, so for sure we're watching times but first and foremost it's about the testing but it's actually good to be doing some testing they have a benchmark such as Craig and Oit and we can see if we're going in a good or a bad direction but uh, for sure this weekend the priority is just about trying things and get some information moving into the second half of the season now what's going to be key for you well, it doesn't even feel like it's halfway for us. We've only done three rallies this year, so it really just feels like it's still starting. Um, it's key, obviously, to have a bit more consistency. We've, we've done that last sort of rally in Sardinia, but we need need to find a bit more speed. Um, Finland's a rally I'm confident with. I enjoy it. Uh, we've, we've generally been pretty fast here in the past, so just have to stitch it together and try and uh, bring home a result. Craig. 2018 halfway point of the season is way past now we're waiting for the second half of the season to get underway and we kick off with rally finland which for you in 2016 was a really special event how are you feeling about refinding the form that we saw back then yeah no i'm i'm feeling uh, quite confident um obviously yeah, we've had a, had a little break since sardinia it hasn't been the best start of the year. Let's uh, you know, let's be honest about it. Uh, Sweden was a massive highlight. Uh, you know, to be able to fight consistently for, uh, you know, for even to win it at some point during the rally, to be able to fight through a whole event and be competitive was something great. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to carry that uh, on some of the other rallies. So, but yeah, we're looking forward to, to, to start the second half of the year. Obviously, now we're in for for all the remaining rallies, so it's nice to have some some consistency. And uh, yeah, like you said, 2016, I've you know some amazing memories from Finland, and, and uh, you know even before I've had some. It's the rally I've probably done most uh, ever, you know, any rally in, in the world, let alone the World Championship. So um, 
I feel confident there and yeah, hopefully this weekend will help us also. Well, this weekend, meaning Rally Estonia, that's where you are right now. Hayden Patton's competing here as well, so is Oitanak. Now, a lot of people have said, yeah, okay, you're kind of testing ahead of Finland, but it is very different in Finland to what it is here, okay? You've got the speed here, the speed is high, but the stage is the characteristic slightly different. It is, but you know what, I have to say, hats off to Ormo and, and all the organising team, they've done an incredible job. Um, some of the roads that they've prepared, and I'm, I mean prepared, they've put so much work into them to try to make it as as, a, as representative as, as they can, and they've done a cracking job, I think. Uh, the, you know, the jumps, okay, some of them are a bit brave, but in other places, they're, you know, really... How can I say they're they're, they're made in a safe way, uh, and you know quite they look quite natural in some places. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this rally. I think it can really help us all for for Rally Finland. You know, you can test and test and test, but how important is it to be in competition, not too far away from the next event, to kind of keep you fresh and keep you on the money in terms of the pace? Yeah, that's why I jumped at it. You know, in, in, in a test. You know, you, you get one road and, okay, you can spend from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock in the evening and you can, you know, belt down it as much as you want, but you, you develop lines ultimately after, you know, seven or eight runs and uh, you find it difficult to get a, a proper feeling of how the car is working and, you know, in a rally environment where you're listening to pace notes, you're driving in it with a different frame of mind, that's the perfect environment to test. So, uh, you know, whenever this opportunity came about, you know, I, I grabbed it and I, I was sure that I wanted to do it regardless of of how the the, the characteristics of, of the of the rally are if they don't perfectly fit Finland I wanted to do it because it's fast and it's good to get back in a rhythm. I'm sure you will. Uh, a little bit more of a focus then on that second half of the season. In your head moving forward what what is achievable now second half? Uh, of course I, I still haven't won a rally so I desperately like to take that off the, off the list before the end of the year so uh, Okay, rallies that, I'm, that I'm, I would like to think I'm quite strong on towards the end of the year. Um, obviously, Finland will be one of them. Germany, I, I, I really, really prefer Tarmac, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to get to that. Spain, I haven't done for, for a few years. Uh, Turkey, completely new, can be an opportunity with a, you know, if, if our own position plays, plays in a good way. So, um, and yeah, of course, GB is, is, is there lingering in the background as well. So, yeah, they're all. So nearly all of them, actually. <laughs> nearly all of them you think you can win. Yeah, yeah, easy peasy. Everyone else can go home. So, uh, no, yeah, yeah. it's only when, when you think about it, you know, that's actually a good technique to kind of vision it and think about it and uh, I'm really looking forward to this it's definitely my stronger part of the year the second half so I'm looking forward to it obviously <laughs> <laughs> obviously uh, we have one week to go then ahead of the Finland week what do you do now when you get back home what do you do to prepare yeah obviously you know get knuckled into the into the onboards which we've been doing for uh, a long time and you know it's great having Scott living with living close to me now as well that we can really you know work hard and and, uh, and try to be as prepared as possible and then we've got one more day next uh, at the end of next week uh, in, in, in the car again and the uh, yeah, ready to go flat out in the forest. Hello, I'm Malcolm Wilson and you're listening to Regroup. We're just a few days away from Rally Finland 2018 kicking off. And for many rally fans, Finland is the upper echelon of competition. It's holy ground when you arrive in the vascular. The goosebumps appear on your skin and you know that you are in somewhere special and you will have a weekend full of rally, but also full of adrenaline pumping excitement. Now I've built it up. I'm hoping it's going to be great when we get there. I'm sure it will be. But one man who knows everything about Rally Finland, and I'm bigging him up now, so let's hope he can deliver as well, is Kai Tarkiainen, who's clerk of the course for the rally. Kai joins me now to discuss everything with regard to the event. Morning, Kai. How are you? Good morning, Bex. I'm fine, thank you. Good, good. Now, the excitement, I think has been kind of there since we left Sardinia, knowing that we're heading to Rallyland, the mecca of rally. 
to Avascular very, very shortly. It's within a few days now that everyone will start to arrive. Is the excitement the same for you, Kai, being in a professional capacity there, having to get everything ready? Or are you a little bit stressed right now? Well, I wouldn't say stressed. I'd, I'd say more excited. And, and, well, some things, obviously, at this point, you still you still have a few loose edges that you want to tie up before, before next week. And there's just a weekend uh, ahead of us. And so there's, there's still a lot to be done. But mm. I'm quite calm and relaxed because I know that I have a good team of professionals around me and, and thousands of volunteers who all push very hard to to get the rally ready for, for our competitors and our spectators and the international media and everybody coming here to Uvascula. So I'm not worried in that respect. Um, the excitement has definitely been there for the whole summer because uh, we're all done a tremendous amount of work last autumn and, and during the spring to put together a new new route, um, which obviously is very exciting for us that we're, we're going to present to the drivers a lot of roads that they've never never seen before. So it's going to be a, a big challenge for us to make it happen. And, uh, and we hope that we've uh, done a good job about it. That's what the one thing I like about Rally Finland. I mean, many rallies change their routes, but every year you're offering us something new. It's innovative. OK, we are seeing stages um, some which we've seen before run in, in reverse direction, some are new, but it's changed because drivers adapt very quickly to stages and they can run them like, you know, the back of their hand. Uh, so, so change is good. And you've got some really classic stages included within the route this year. I'm really pleased to see Uria there and the huge jump, which I'm sure everyone is going to love. You know, when the route was first announced, Kai, I think a lot of people looked at it and thought, well, there's no full-length own in Poya. And that was the one major thing that stood out without looking at the other stages and going, wow, look look at these classics, that are some that are returning, some which have been used many, many years ago. What was the thinking behind the change this year? Um, much of the thinking came from the discussions that we had with Michel Mouton, the FIA safety delegate, already last year. And uh, um, last year, the FIA was expressing their worries about the new WRC car being so quick and mm. possibly therefore more dangerous um, to the drivers or to the spectators, etc., um, which I don't think it has proven to be. But um, we agreed then that we will look into um, what we have here around Uvascular and try to find a route which would be more technical, uh, a bit slower roads, smaller roads, etc. So that's what we've done. And um, that's um, that's the major thinking behind leaving that particular part of owning Borja out of the route this year. Now, many people might listen to that and think, oh, oh, you've changed it, so it's slower. But this is still going to be a quick rally. It's still <laughs> going to be a quick rally. I mean, wherever we take the drivers here in Finland, it's going to be quick. I mean, we, we haven't got that sort of... Uh, twisty nitty gritty stuff that you find in in some of the other gravel events where where the um i think the average speeds are around 100 110 k's in some of the time uh, some of the uh, gravel events south of europe uh, it's still going to be pushing 130 i think but uh but it's different it's more technical and i think um if you think from from safety perspective i think the biggest safety item for me is that it, there's actually something new. It means that the drivers are probably much more concentrated and they have to work a little bit harder to to be there on the edge. And, and I think that improves their 
performance so that mm. they they probably drive a little bit more careful like you said they get they they get used to the stages very quickly and and therefore probably try maybe a little bit too hard sometimes so um i hope that the new route will keep him on the edge and uh, keep him concentrated you're very lucky in finland that you have a wealth of fantastic gravel roads to choose from um and i remember you know the first time i, I came to finland which was in 2002 being lucky enough to go out and, and have a look at some of them for the first time then and you know not realizing in my naivety that a lot of these roads were were linking roads that were actually used daily for people who are getting back and forth to their houses how much I mean I, I think I imagine that you have a wealth of fantastic roads to choose from but what's the reality there in in roads you can actually go as a as a organizer and actually use as stages how much do you have to barter with the locals to be able to use these stretches of road? Not that much, actually. I mean, um, always when you go somewhere new, there's a, a lot of suspicion by the, by the locals. But when you sit down with them and have a chat and maybe have somebody with you who has previous experience of us visiting their, their uh, roads, they, they usually sort of say, OK, that sounds pretty good. I mean, if you look at the roads here in the countryside, the ones that are in the best shape are the ones that we use or the ones that maybe Toyota has used for their testing. So we really do t take very good care of the roads because otherwise we wouldn't get them again. Mm. So that's um, that's a, a, a big sort of a thing that we want to do or we want to do it properly. I think this year when we were looking for the new roads, there was one road that we didn't get and I think that was because there was um, somebody from south of Finland with their summer cottage and he wasn't too happy about it and so on and so forth that happens sometimes but it's quite rare that we we get sort of backed off by the by the locals um but we don't have an endless amount of roads that we can use there are other reasons I mean sometimes the roads are not good enough they're too soft they probably break easily so that we don't want to have too too slow in that respect um, or they're too straight they're too fast it's it's not an endless reserve we have but we have a good stock that's true <laughs> well I'm pleased to hear that uh, it sounds like it may well be a, a pretty hot event this weekend I know many parts of Europe are experiencing fabulous weather fabulous summer conditions I know we are here in the UK but I think you are also as well What's the forecast, Mr. Tarkiainen? I know it's going to be hot on the stages, but are we going to be experiencing the record? I think it was, was it 42, 43 degrees back in 2010, 11 when we were there? Uh, probably not that much. I think the, the actual, the official record in Finland is from 2010, and that was 37 point something degrees. But um, it's been over 30 in the last week or two weeks. I mean, almost every day it's, 26 28 yesterday i think it was 31 or something so it is very hot looking at the forecast at the moment it looks like it's going to continue being very hot it's going to bring some rain uh, over the weekend now and possibly on some days next week but it still looks like uh, towards the rally weekend we still get like plus 26 25 with some showers coming in every now and then, which I think is only good. It's a little bit refreshing for the spectators as well. Now, Finland for me has always been about the spectator experience. Everything is geared towards 
making sure the fans have a fantastic time, not only out on the stages, but in the service park as well, with everything that you provide entertainment-wise there, the the um, the classic cars that are for display, whatever is, is in the museum that you kind of put into the Pavel Yonke. What have you got for us this year? Um, we do have some family stuff here, playgrounds for the kids with some rally themes. We've got some karting tracks so that kids can try out karting carts. And um, we have, I think we have more restaurants out on the outside area. We have a new big screen on the wall here with, with the all live shows obviously being viewed there. Um, we've got some of the old cars, as you said, um, with the Rally Hall of Fame inaugurations taking place on the Thursday, or was it Friday? I can't remember. This side of the thing is really not my scene, but <laughs> I know there are some fantastic old cars coming coming up to the Horrier stage as well. So um, it's going to be exciting. And we have the National Rally following the main event, obviously, on, mm. on Friday on Horrier stage and then on five different stages on, on Saturday. So there's going to be over 150 cars to look at. Mm. What have you thought of competition this year, Kai? Last year, we, we saw a stellar year in terms of the amount of different winners, different rally leaders we were having every event. What have you thought of things in 2018? Well, I think the season has been very exciting. I mean, it's very tight at the top with Ogier and Neville fighting for the honours and, and Tanak pushing hard from behind and Esopek Kalapi not being very far from them. So, I think Toyota has been very strong. Um, I think they haven't been able to show their full potential in the in the first part of the season with some small technical things, with some very unlucky issues with stones and stuff. But I think here on their home ground, they're going to be very strong. And I think the, the competition between the three drivers inside the team alone is going to be a fantastic um, experience to follow over the weekend. And I think uh, Neville is really looking for something here in Finland now because he's been very strong through the whole start of the season and he's he hasn't got a really, really top result from here yet. So I think we're well, going to see a big push for that. Hyundai haven't at all, have they? They've never really managed to, to nail it in, in Finland um, for that's, some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. I think they've been here now testing even twice during the summer. So I think they they have something on it. Well, let, let's hope so. Let's hope that's going to be the case. In terms of the reaction in, in Finland itself, I mean, we've seen it kind of go up and down over the years with regard to how much the press are interested in, in rally itself, it, 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 depending on whether the Finnish drivers are doing well or not. And now you have Toyota there, you have Yari Matti, you have such a rising star in, in Esa Pekka Lappi, who's so exciting to watch. But all the Finns that seem to be coming out of the woodwork behind now? Because there were a few years, Kai, when we thought, where is the next Finn coming from? Are we going to see any more young Finns coming up the ladder? And the answer was a resounding yes, of course. There's there's loads of them now who are banging on the door to get into WRC. How popular is, is Rally again there? Is it is it on a high right now, would you say, in Finland? It's definitely on a high right at the moment. Um, we have a very good deal for, for televising the Finnish Championship with YLE, which is the main channel here uh, in Finland. Um, so people follow a lot of rallying on, on television through that. And obviously also the WRC uh, gets a lot of uh, viewers on, on Nelonen. Um, there's, I think we've had well over 20 different R5s 
competing in the Finnish Championship this year. The total number of competitors in the four classes that we run in the National Championship has been around 70 to 80 cars. So it's a good buzz around the round rallying in Finland. And as if you look at the the list, our our entry list, you have Teemu Suninen, our first uh, future rally star from 2014. He's now in a, in a works car with with Ford. Um, um, we have uh, Huttunen there with the R5 Hyundai in WRC2. We've got uh, Kalle Rovanperä, the rising new star, not even 18 years old, but already in his first rally Finland. And we have uh, Emil Lindholm, our last year's future rally star, competing now in WRC2 with a Skoda. So I think the, the youngsters are really making a career out of it at the moment. And I hope that uh, they get same sort of seats in the next couple of years like Temu has been doing with M-Sport. And of course, you've got your new future star of Rally Finland, Henry Hockeler, who will be competing as well. Um, Absolutely. I, I don't know too much about Henry yet. I'm very much looking forward to meeting him, though, and, and seeing what he can do during the weekend. But that's a great programme that you have running there, the future Rally star of Finland. As you mentioned, Sunanen came from that as well. But what does it mean for a driver when they're named as that? What happens? Um, they come out through the, the Finnish Championship. We don't have... Um a test drive or anything for them. We, we follow them through the championship first part of it. And who is on a, on a top position in the points, they get to this test where we test their psychological skills, learning skills, their physical and mental capacities. And, and we have interviews with them in English and in Finnish, etc. So it's a, it's a tough process for them during one day. And, uh, this year, I'd say that it was one of the most difficult choices we've ever made. We really, really sat down for a long time with the jury to make the final decision between three drivers who were quite equal. And then um, the former Olympic javelin throw winner, um, who is currently the headmaster of, of uh, a Finnish sports institute where we did this test, he said that I've seen hundreds of young athletes go through different kinds of uh, training programs and I, I would say that I can see from each one of them who has the hunger in their eyes to be a top athlete one day. And he said that in Hokkala's eyes, I can see this hunger. Wow. And that was probably one of the things that struck to me that this guy is physically very strong. He's got a good athletic background from ice hockey and other things. His, um, his speed has been going up in a similar curve as, as Suninen did in 2014 in the Finnish Championship. And uh, and he's still got a lot of unused potential in him. And I think that was the, the deciding factor for me when I, I made my choice for, for him. But there were there was a lot of discussion within the jury group before we made the decision. But we finally finally agreed on, on Hockala. And I think um, he's going to do well. He's already been in the car a little bit. So he doesn't drive a Ford in the Finnish championship. So he's been he's been able to get a few kilometers in the car so that he's not totally unknown to it. Yeah, I, I think it's really exciting. So we'll see him compete in the junior WRC in Finland next week. And certainly, obviously, a, a name to watch um, out there, as well as, as you mentioned, all the other Finns as well, uh, which it's great for the sport there to see so many up and coming ones. But the big question is, Mr. Tarkiainen, on the spot now, uh, we've got Esapekka Lappi, who has really shown us what he can do in such a short space of time. His learning curve in a WRC car has been almost vertical and he continues to improve on every rally. 
how I don't think there's a question that he could be a world champion, but how soon do you think we could see him really compete for the title? Um, I don't see any reason why it couldn't be next year. I mean, he's he's been to all the events now. He's learned his lessons there, and I think that he's he's mentally very strong and he's quick enough, so definitely to to push for the top honors in in any of the events. He's very strong on tarmac, so. Um, um, I don't see why it couldn't be next year. That could be very exciting indeed to, to see that happening. And uh, another on-the-spot question, your call for the title this year? For the championship or for our event? For the championship and for your event as well. That'll be an interesting one. Um, for the championship, I think that... Ah, um, oh, this is a difficult one. <laughs> um... I think that I, I'd like to say Neville because he's he's been showing very good progress and he's been very good this year and and had had some good fights with with Seb there on the top. So I think I I'll I'll put my money on him. Um, as for the event, I think I'd have to say Lappi because he's he's very hungry to you know push for a second victory here he he came and he saw and he won it last year that was a fantastic event mm-hmm. so i think he he's very much wanting to um make a rerun on that one and uh, i think i have to say lappy also because um i think i'm going to have a ride with him today oh oh now i'm jealous now i'm very jealous you are a very lucky man <laughs> that... well it's a it's an fia program actually um they have agreed with all the teams that from each event, the people responsible for the spectator safety get a ride in a in a current WRC car, so that we actually get a a perspective of what the speeds are like and and how it feels in the car, etc. So it'll be interesting to see how it is. <laughs> I I like the explanation there from a work perspective. It's purely for a work and to understand the safety. Yeah, no, it's not like it's written into your contract. I will do all of these roles as clerk of the course, but I must have a drive in a WRC car pre-event. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have that written into my contract ASAP if I was you. <laughs> well, Kai, enjoy the uh, the drive with um, with Essa Pekka. I'm sure it'll be fabulous. I can't wait to uh, to head to Avascular next week. I think you're going to be overrun with a lot of international visitors again. I'm seeing so much social media chat from people yeah. who are making the pilgrimage to Rally Finland. And I was at Rally Estonia last week, and I think pretty much again... As 15 years ago for Marco Martin, I think we're going to see practically all of Estonia in a vascular this weekend. Yeah, that's what we that's what we sort of hope and that's what we're afraid of. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a lot of people on the stages. So everybody remember to listen to the marshals and stay in the safe area so that we can run the event smoothly without any any unnecessary halts to to wait and move people like we have in, in some of the events every now and then. So. Let's behave and let's enjoy the rally. Absolutely. Fine words indeed. Kai, we'll see you next week. Enjoy. See you, Vex. Welcome to Finland. Now, if you are a social media aficionado, then you will be all over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, making sure that you can consume as much pre-rally Finland stuff as possible. Pictures, press release, testing videos, everything you want is on there. 
But one very innovative thing that's happening this weekend right now is a relive moment, reliving Rally Finland 2003 through the medium of Twitter. Everything on the same timescale as you would have been in Finland 2003 this weekend is being recreated by one man, Tamu Lampinen, who represents RallyRinky.net. It's a brilliant idea. Already I'm loving it. The hashtag ReliveRallyFinland2003 is the one to follow this weekend. And Tamu joins me now. What an incredible idea, Tamu. It's brilliant. I love it. Congratulations. <laughs> What Thank made, you for the compliments. <laughs> what made you think of it? What what inspired you to relive 2003? Well, I think in general, uh, the idea of making such a reenactment of some historical event in Twitter is it's not a new one, but in the rallying, there there has been only a few examples in the past. And I've been thinking about it for quite a few years now. And uh, to be honest, this uh, winter, at the winter holiday, uh, uh, by the poolside, I told my wife that I need a project for the winter and this will be it. And so I decided in the middle of the winter, you know, Finnish winters, we have only darkness here in the winter time. <laughs> so there's a lot of time in the evenings to do stuff. And so I, I figured that uh, maybe the four months, five months I have is enough, you know, to uh, bring in something worthwhile for the rallying people. And so far, so good. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think everyone is enjoying it out there. But it, it is yeah. a, it's a huge project because you're pulling in facts, figures, pictures, everything that went on. And even if you were at the event yourself, getting all that information while you were there and actually keeping it is probably impossible. So there's been a lot of people yeah. involved here, I can imagine. You've been pulling information from lots of different yes. sources. Tell me how, how many people are involved. Uh, I would guess something between 10 and 20 people and but uh, mostly of course I've done the main work but there yeah. has been some help uh, especially from the photographer Vesa Rauvala who lent me his old negatives I have to even buy a photo digitizer you know to scan all the pictures uh, from the event and pictures kind of made photos at the places where Vesa Rauvala was taking the pictures and also, some help from other rallying members. We have uh, people that have been involved in the sport for many years, and they have their own memories. They have their own pictures and stuff like that. And uh, of course, the Rally Finland organization. Uh, I knew I know some people from there, and they opened their archives as well. So, and also FIA. So, uh, I was basically collecting all the material possible from the event, and then that created a storyline that I wrote and edited into something, uh, some kind of a story that makes sense. And yeah. also, as you, as you mentioned, uh, so, so in, in the event, you, you cannot really follow all the information in real time. And so uh, the idea for this uh, 2003 project was not to pour in all the details, all the information, but uh, you know, keeping it logical and real kind of, of course, uh, as you are, as, oh, as I were writing the story afterwards, there's some um, uh, things, there that I couldn't add in there in real time like this year but um, still to keep the story as real as possible that was one of the goals as well and also the small details there will be uh, so far the project at the moment has now been live for three days and there will be some more details as the event goes on and those there are several tweets among the tweets that I am waiting more than the others so <laughs> so 
Uh, one, of, yeah, one of those actually came yesterday about the uh, Junior World Rally Cars uh, shakedown that in 2003 that was held on Wednesday. Mm. And there was an accident that happened on, on the shakedown. And my friend, uh, who was a spectator in the States that year, insisted to me that it was Chris Meek that crashed. And it's not in the folklore of Finnish rally fans that Chris Meek had a crash in 2003. So I have to look for that info. I contacted other friends, I contacted organizers, I contacted sources that I won't mention here, and I finally got the fact that it was actually me that had to stop on that shakedown stage on his first visit to Rally Finland. So that kind of details, you know, they wake up the rally fan in me and just, you know, I, I, <laughs> I have to source, uh, find the sources for this kind of details. So. Uh, you know, I get excited even now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all excited to see what tweets are going to come next. And certainly, you know, when I was thinking about it in a little bit more detail, you know, 2003 was before Twitter, before Facebook, before yes. really digital photography. You know, the pictures I have, um, and I kind of document everything as much as I can of what we get up to on event, but they don't start until we had camera phones, really. Uh, so you know, I'd have actual yeah. pictures of this event. So I can imagine how much work has gone into this to be able to, as you mentioned, you've, you've used negatives, you've scanned everything digitally yeah. to bring it all in. That's, that's a lot of work. But, it, you know, from your memory, Tamu, of actually spectating on the event itself, what was it like for you in 2003 to spectate? Because it was a brilliant event. It's a standout it rally Finland. Yes. Actually, that year... Uh, I was, I'm was. i a journalist myself, and I was working in a local newspaper in Yamsa, which is a, in the rally region, as you probably know. Yeah. And I was uh, actually accredited media member for the event. And But as I was working for a small paper, paper I couldn't spectate the full event. I was only spectating the stages near Yamsa on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that was also one of the reasons why I picked the year 2003, because I remember that I would have those old uh digital photos from the event uh some somewhere archived but i didn't uh, i i took like 1000 pictures from the event myself but i couldn't use any of them because they are lost so i have to you know oh. f- find find the photos from everyone else but i i very well remember that period in rally finland and in the world rally championship in general because it was a bit like uh, like peter Schulberg uh, later mentions in my interview that uh, it was the period when the top drivers from the old era were in and the top drivers from the, the future era were in so the entry lists at the time but they were very high level yeah and we were also seeing a lot of world yeah. rally cars as well uh, weren't we 27 yeah, world rally uh, cars if i remember <laughs> 27, uh, yeah, yeah, compared to 12 this year. So <laughs> it's a huge difference. And also, what, five was manufactured in that year. So they were different times. They were definitely but different not, not times. Not saying that this, this year will be mega as well. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So are you getting good feedback on the project? Uh, so far, I'm satisfied that uh, it has been working okay. I have scheduled like almost 700 tweets with pictures as well for this. So... If it if the schedule wouldn't have worked, it would have ruined my summer holiday. So <laughs> I'm happy it's working technically, okay. and I can I can follow it myself on the sidelines. Now, obviously, you know, without doing a spoiler here on the whole relive Rally Finland 2003, I think everyone knows who won it uh, back then. Yep. But do you think 15 years later we could see another Estonian winner, Teemu? Uh, Danak, who is that? 
interesting right at the moment. He's a, very much one of the biggest winner candidates for the event. And as a Finnish rally one, I wouldn't mind if he would win it. So <laughs> he's, he's always go, going uh, 100% flat out. So why not? And also, I think there will be some kind of resemblance between this year uh, and the 2003. There will be a lot of Estonian fans cheering for their favorite. So I think it will be very, very nice next week to see all those fans coming over here. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, they, I'm sure they are. I remember joking at the time in 2003 that, you know, that the, the Estonian fans just grew and grew. There was more and yeah. more coming every weekend. Uh, sorry, every day. And we, we were joking on the radio that they were all kind of floating over on the lilo uh, if they couldn't get on one of the ferries because there were so many yeah. of them. And, you know, the last person to leave Estonia, please turn the light off. Uh, there were <laughs> exactly. just and, so many. And they all, all had their flags with them. Uh, yeah. I, actually, for this project, I got them on board pictures from the safety car, you know, that runs the stages 30 yeah. minutes before the first car. So I have uh, almost 1,000 pictures from the stages before the first car. And you can see some stages that from corner to corner, everywhere Estonian flags. <laughs> I, I think Mar Marco Martin once mentioned that the first stage uh, on Friday, he could see Estonian flag all the time. When he turned from the corner to the next one, there was another one waiting for him. So that must have been quite a feeling for him as well. So. It, it must have been. Well, we can only imagine. I remember vividly, you know, the, the win there and how excited Marco and especially yeah. Beef, Michael Park, was with the win. Because I think for any driver and co-driver, regardless of where you're from in the world, to win in Finland is something special. Uh, and that's never going to be, you know, taken away from them. It was a brilliant victory. And the M Sport service area, or the Ford service area, was right outside our studio at the time. So all we had to do was open our door and watch all the celebrations that were happening. It was, it was fabulous. Tamu, thank you very much oh, oh. for telling me about this project. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the, the, the hashtag. If, if you are listening right now, Relive Rally Finland 2003. All of this weekend, you can relive it. It's Thursday as we're recording this now, and it's Shakedown, which is happening at the moment. So I can't wait to go back to Twitter and have a look and see what else is happening. And it just brings the nostalgia back for everyone, I think. And seeing the old liveries as well, Tamu, that's, that's pretty special as well. Yeah, all in all. Uh, many people have asked why why this year you can say that it was a very good year <laughs> so <laughs> simple as that <laughs> simple as that it's a very good year well enjoy your relive weekend and we will catch you next weekend at rally finland 2018 to find out what will happen there thank you and that's it from this week's regroup you can join us at rally finland on all live across WRC Plus starting on Thursday evening with the Haru stage of course and then for an epic three days of adventure across Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I for one can't wait to see it all played out in front of me as a commentator. It's going to be incredible for me. He would just use splits and a tracking map before to tell you what was going on in the stages to actually be able to see every single piece of Rally Finland and bring it to you through all live. So we'll catch you next weekend. I can't wait. <laughs>